it's so it's so hard to describe it that looking back at it but it's like being able to tell the world that like i'm i'm here right yeah welcome to the pure theater podcast i'm rodney lee rogers your host and that was shivam patel shivam patel is a relatively new core member but he's already been in several of our shows including malima's tale and just recently atwater He's joined Pure in another very exciting capacity, but I'll let him tell you about that one. Really have enjoyed getting to know Shivam, and I think you will do the same. Here's this week's conversation with Shivam Patel. I guess a little over a year now. A little over a year. Yeah. And then what else are you doing with artists now? I am also the education associate here at Pure. Which is incredibly exciting. Yeah. Our education program is kind of, it's really kind of cooking right now. And a lot of that has to do with Mr. Shivam over there. stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to, you know, certainly want to talk a little bit about the education program. But I always like to go back to your first experience. What was your first (laughs) theatrical experience? I love the story. Okay, so my first theatrical experience. Growing up here in the South, like I never got into sports, but all my friends were into sports. And so at elementary school, during recess, I just, it didn't click to me because every time we were at recess, they were playing football or they were doing races or they were playing soccer. And I was like, I don't know any of these games. And so I would pick up the ball and they're like, Shivam, please put the ball down. And so there was a, there was an opportunity during recess where the music teacher wanted people to come in because they were doing like a, like the teachers were doing like a, a cabaret showcase type thing where they were singing a bunch of different songs and they wanted the kids to play like different parts in it. And I was like... I don't really like recess anyway, so I'll do it. So I volunteered and I got to play Puss in Boots while the teachers were singing These Boots Are Made for Walking Around Me. Oh, that's hilarious. And it was so much fun. I was I was like the star of the show. Like they were all just like, you know, singing around me and I was just dancing and doing like little Puss in Boots like mannerisms and stuff. And it was it was a, it was a great time. What was that feeling like? It was. It was new. It was like this like new form of expression that I never got as a child. So like it was so it's so hard to describe it that looking back at it, but it's like being able to tell the world that like I'm I'm here. Right. Yeah. Do you do you do you chase it? Like do you ever feel do you still feel that? I guess that's the question. Oh yeah. 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 Because yeah. there's that sense of play. Mm-hmm. And I have them all the time. And I think when you get kind of, for lack of a better word, more professional, whatever you want to call it, when you're doing it for work or for a job, for a vocation, but it's always kind of there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I get that. Like when, when you think about it professionally, it's like you get too heady about it, but at the core of it, it's just playing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so much fun. Like yeah. we're back, we're doing a Shakespeare show, which is going around yes. two high schools. We're kind of introducing some really interesting things, but it's so much fun. Like you kind of drag in there, but then once you start to get going, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least yeah, for me. <laughs> I'm not, I was going to say, where did you go from there? But like, what, what's next? Like, when did you, when did you just start to say, okay, I'm going to do this, do this? So that wasn't like the time theater stuff. That was like, like my first performance. And so then in middle school, I, I got in and me and my friends, we wanted to do like the, the play there. So we were like, okay, we'll, we'll just do it together as like a, a fun little thing to do. And I did it. I really enjoyed it. I was you know, hamming it up in my part that I was, I was just butler in some show. But then my friends, 
the year after just quit and they were like, and eh, this isn't for us. We're going to do something else. And I was like, well, I actually had fun in it. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. So I, I did it the next year. And then my final year in middle school, I did like the musical. So that kind of led me into musical theater in high school. And then that's where it kind of like snowballed from there. Yeah. And this is always interesting musical theater. So do you think you, do you feel your, it, let's just put it this way. If you could only do one, <laughs> if you could only do musical theater or, Dramatic, straight theater. Which would you do? I think now in my career, I would just do straight theater. Uh-huh. I Musical theater was like how I got in. Like I was a choir boy before I was a theater boy. Yeah. And so I, I pride myself on like my, my singing capabilities. And it's something that I do want to keep continuing. Yeah. Like I'm even looking for voice lessons right now. But I think now I, I'm more intrigued by just the plays that are out there yeah. than the musicals. And for those listening, when we say straight theater, that's actually a term, yeah. uh, which means dramatic <laughs> yeah, theater. Yeah, gotta... So you're in Atwater right now. Mm-hmm. How's that going? How's that, how's that experience been? It's been fun. It's been so fun. It's yeah. such a crazy show. And the, the fact that like we can play around in this like fantasy realm and post-death like, purgatory and just make all these weird choices and create these weird characters is so much fun. Back to the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to college for theater? Did you yes. graduate in theater? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I went to Winthrop University. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did, How did I, I not know that? I surely didn't know. Well, I, I think that I had You're right the street. same revelation with Sharon too. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I thought I told you guys this. But yeah, I went to Winthrop and I did theater with the musical theater concentration. After I did that, I kind of you know, worked around the East Coast, did some touring stuff, did a lot of children's theater, which is kind of how I like segued my way into mm-hmm. education. And then I did grad school in London. How was that? That was the best time. Yeah. It was so great. It was a rigorous education. I I enjoyed my time there. The theater there was just fantastic. It was just, it was just great. What do you find different? Like, what do you find different from that experience than back here? Not only from a a collegiate or a learning standpoint, but just how they approach it. I know that in London, they also have the West End and it's all, it's all about marketing and revenue and all the business side of it. But I felt like when I was watching theater, it was more attuned to what we were talking about, like the play aspect of it. I saw Mm -hmm. a lot more shows that took more risks and that's what I really enjoyed seeing. How do they, and you know, I'm, I hate to like show that I don't know this, but like how commercial, like I know in, on Broadway, it's very commercial. Theater is very commercial. And then you have, you know, throughout the country, you have the not-for-profits, you know, you have more of, um, butchering this, but yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like here you have the not-for-profit theater system in the country, but Broadway is very much about making money. Yeah. How do they do it there? Do you know? I probably don't have that big of an insight on that. I know the national, like I know the national is subsidized, Mm -hmm. so they don't worry about paying the bills. But I wondered for some of those West End theaters, is it, is it, well, if you're listening out there and you know, let me know, send me an email. Um, I assume it would be the same as Broadway. yeah, Yeah. Very similar. The Broadway's so... It, it's so calibrated by finance, yeah. especially the musicals. Like if you don't, you're not made, they know to the day when this thing stops making money and shut them down. And I do know for the class at the college, we always did this thing called show business. It was great. If you've, you've never seen it, it's a documentary out there. It's a great thing to see. 
but the difference between kind of they're all gearing for that certain percentage point. Mm. And whereas at the national, you know, they can take risks. Yeah. You you look at Warhorse, you look at that that piece, it was workshopped and workshopped for years and then eventually made its way to Broadway through what had happened in London. So I always we always think of it as so much better. Mm-hmm. Is that was that would that would you say that? I, I, that would be my opinion. Yes. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have a rigor over there that I'm sure you're going to find in New York and Chicago and those kind of places. But it does seem very intriguing. Mm-hmm. So you're back over here. You come back. Come back. And then you start moving around. Yeah. Yeah. Where now your your family? Where'd you grow up? In Rock Hill. So in Rock Hill. Yeah, just down the street from. Walker. Also, somehow didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, family still in Rock Hill. Yeah. Oh, it's right up the street. Yeah. So that's easy to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to UNC Charlotte oh. long before you went to Winthrop. But yeah, 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 yeah. So right up the street. I know that area well. How, you know, Rock Hill has some interesting art in it. You know, yeah. Like it's got it's the. It's getting there. Yeah. yeah. When I was there, it was it was kind of dry. Uh-huh. But I, now it's it's definitely booming. It's one of those cities that's, you know, yeah. starting to get more and more in it. What's the first place you took off to that you went off to? After graduating? No, no. What was your first, like, what was your first regional theater experience? Yeah. So that was Children's Theater of Charlotte. Oh. Yeah. Who do you, who do you, did you work with Jill Blady? No, I worked, oh my gosh, I should know this. I've, I did, I did, do you, did you know Grace for President? The Which play. Show? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. There, there was like a world premiere that we did there. I guarantee you, we know some of the same people. Jill Blady worked there for a long time. So, and I, th- I think still there. So I guarantee you. We're going to have to explore that. We'll yeah. see who it is. How'd it go? That was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was yeah. one of those experiences that like, like doing world premieres, it's just always, you get to mess around and play with things and change things because it's an ever changing script. So it's like, we got to add new bits and stuff here and there. That's awesome. Yeah. Then where'd you go? So I did that, did a couple of touring educational shows in North Carolina. I worked at like Temple Theater. Right. Yeah. And I, I acclaim this next gig to why I got into education. So after I did that, I went to Riverside Theater in Florida. And I did oh, right. yeah, an apprenticeship there for a year. And because of my height, that's the reason why people want to hire me for children's theater. So I was like, okay, I keep getting these children's theater gigs. Well, that's fine. But as long as I don't have to teach kids. And then I got this gig. And I was like, oh, it's such a good gig. But now I have to teach kids. I have to run workshops. I have to direct kids. And for me, I was like, so scared working with kids. I was like, if I say one thing, their whole life is ruined. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah. so it's like, it's very, it's very precious. Very, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. If, oh, are you okay? Like anytime they cry, I'd be like, just go out in the hallway and I'll come back in a second. Yeah. But then that gig was like, I had a lot of great mentors there who helped me. It was like an apprenticeship. So there were six of us. We all supported each other and it actually turned out really great. There were some great kids there that I worked with that Really helped my experience. When you see, like, do you ever see that little bit of joy that you first experienced in the kids that you teach? Oh yeah, all that's, the time. That's really it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It was. I was directing like Willy Wonka, and I, I taught some kids. Like, I did like music, and then I also directed a scene and choreographed a scene. And I could see like the kids like being so excited every time I like added a neat thing here. They're like, "Oh my god, yes! Oh, that's so much fun!" And then they were like, they would just kept playing with it. And I was like, seeing them develop the character I was like oh this is so great they're they're in that first steps that I was back in the day yeah that's fascinating um how much because I knew you're in education now mm-hmm. and then you went on to 
you know, you have a whole life in a world that I don't know at all, mathematics and like, teaching <laughs> of mathematics, <laughs> sure. um, just even the understanding it. So you're kind of intertwined with yeah, education. I have yeah. a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always the way in theater, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's like you always got to do 12 different things. How much passion do you have in teaching? It's growing. Yeah. It's definitely a growing thing. I've, it, and it's like different forms of it too. Like directing is a form of teaching. Like I, sure. I want to explore that as well. Mentoring being, uh, I've, I've done a little bit of like coaching to some of my friends who are starting to want to become actors. So that's not, been like a new fun avenue to explore. Not afraid of ruining their lives anymore. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> their lives are way ruined before I got in there. Are these, are these friends in town or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. One of my friends, he, he came to Charleston a couple of years ago and then, um, wanted to switch from military to being an actor. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll help you out. What is, I mean, this is again, showing my non-knowledge, but it's like we hunker down here so much with getting shows done. I'm not out there anymore with this kind of, and I'm also generationally getting old. So it's <laughs> You're like- You're talking it's to like, the person who's turning 30. This yeah, year. well, that's, <laughs> you, let me tell you, yeah. that, is, that seems old, wait. <laughs> but it, I do think your 30s, I think your 30s, you know, I'm waxing philosophical here a little bit, but I think your 30s is when you really are the age, or at least for me, that you always thought you would be. So the, the 30s is a great time. Yeah. It was for me. And- Oh, thank God there's time. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, well, that's what you think. Yeah. I think when you think, or again, and it's not to put my experience on everybody else, but I always thought 27 was the age. You're yeah, gonna make yeah, it by 27 and yeah. you'll have do, done everything and you're, you know, and oh no. I'll reach all these goals all. by then. Yeah, yeah, you're a baby yeah. at 27. And then the 30s were when it starts to roam. And that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at is like as I have as I'm out of that, I'm not that familiar with what's going on here in Charleston anymore with that age group. Mm-hmm. How is it? It's I mean, I feel like I'm not in tune with that age group as much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been like an old spirit. Like, right. Yeah. That's I've literally had professors tell me that, but um, it's 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 weird. It's different. I don't I don't really yeah. have much to say about that. So you wouldn't really think there's a there's not a lot of folks out there. Not here, I don't think. Yeah. You know? It's like what I've noticed about with Charleston theater is it's it's a lot of circles. Yes. And so every circle has like their their same group of people that they're, they're working with. So like to get into the theater scene here as like a 20 something, it's you got to have a selling point now. You have to have some sort of like extra unique thing besides being like a triple threat that puts you that gives you credibility. Right. Yeah. Because there is so little opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here, I mean, it's the main reason we started a theater company is like, you know, you want to do it. And, you know, so that, that makes perfect sense. I hope there is more outlets coming. I hope there's more to do. Yeah. Certainly more training because at the end of the day, it's like you go to New York or Los Angeles. I didn't, I didn't spend much time in Chicago, but there's always somewhere to go as far as getting around other people and doing the work where it doesn't seem as prevalent here. Yeah. So when you approach a role, when you go after a role, a certain role, what's your process? I'm fascinated by psychology. So I like to mm. tap into like the subconscious mm-hmm. of the character. So uh, one thing that I like to do is journal. Mm. I'll journal through the perspective of the character. 
for a little bit. I kind of obviously do the the main research of like the background of the character, read through the play. What did the, the other characters say about myself? What do I say about myself? And all the groundwork. But then I also try to like discover new things through just like my own subconscious and my own my own experiences. So like if I write something and I, I, I figure out that this character has something that's related to me, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into it a little bit further. Mm. Not to say it's like method or anything, but it's like you have to have your own experiences to know how another character feels to have that empathy. So right. that's sort of my like go, like my Your go-to entry point. And you were just down in Florida? Yes. What were we doing down there? I was in Disgraced that's at nice. American Stage Theater. Uh-huh. What's that experience like? That was phenomenal. It was one of the best experiences I had. Sharifa, who was the director of that production, she really, she she started right from the get-go. She got people that she knew that were just kind souls and put them in a room. And they were all phenomenal, just extremely talented group of people. And we just got in there and it was it was exactly what we were just talking about. It's just play from the start. And we were able to bounce off of each other. There was no judgment in the room. We felt we were safe because if you don't know what disgrace is about, there's a lot of heavy material in it. So tackling that is not always an easy task. So when we got into the room, it was just like we knew that we were getting into this, you know, deep conversations and we had each other's back from the, mm. from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about the play. The play is about a Muslim lawyer during post 9-11. And so he is working in New York but uh, at a law firm. And in order to climb the ranks of that law firm, he pretends to be Indian instead of Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so the play, basically, the majority of the play takes over, goes over like one night, one dinner party. And it kind of unravels, like his life sort of unravels in front of him. And he mm-hmm. struggles between his identity versus, his identity in the Muslim community versus his identity in like American society. How did it, how the audience receive it? Surprisingly, really well. We were very worried about Florida. <laughs> it's Florida, yeah. But that being said, it's like there's always there's always those it's always a lot better than it's always people are a lot more open generally. Than and the people think. who come to theater are a lot yes, more open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we had a lot of talkbacks with the crowd, and they were very open with it. We had a few dicey audiences, but nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were really getting along with the material. A lot of people wanted more of it, which was which was surprising. That's something that we weren't expecting. They were like, we want to know more stories like this. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's really got out of the power of theater right there. Is there a favorite type of play for you? This is always a tough question. Yeah. The and the reason why this is like the the sort of question of like what is your dream role or something like that cuz like and this is something that I I'm now realizing I want to change. Growing up, I never saw myself in things. And I never knew that was like an issue. I never saw it as an issue. Every time I tell people that, they're like, oh my God, well, that's that's tragic. And I'm like, it's just the way things are. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'll be in the roles that I, I need to be in. And, oh God, I, I really want to get this story right. I think it's Denise Goff who said this story, but she has this like method where she, anytime she goes into an audition and she's auditioning for a role to get rid of that anxiety she doesn't think about like, oh, I have to be perfect for this role. She thinks about the the characters in the room and the character is searching for the right person to play them. So if you get it, 
that means the character has deemed you worthy as opposed to, you know, the director thinking you're talented. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get it, you still know that the character is being served properly by someone who the character has found. Right. And so that's kind of like how I go about auditions and finding things. It's like, is this a, a character? Is the character looking for me? Mm, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So you're looking for the characters that are looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's a great way to put it. What's next? Well, hopefully I will continue working as the education associate here and build up my hours, which will be really nice. I I want to continue performing. That's definitely a huge thing that I, I still want to do. I want to travel while doing it. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the best form of it because like, that's what, kind of what I did with Disgrace. I got to travel and stay in Florida for a couple of months. So that was really nice. Doing more contracts like that would be really great. Eventually, like like how I was like how I, how I was saying earlier, I want to change theater by adding more plays that are that tell over that tell a variety of stories, right? right. Like the people in in Florida who were talking about they want more stories like this. I want to I want to write stories for people like me who don't see themselves in this theater scene, right? How do you dig into that? You tell me. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> we well, have these conversations I mean, of like how to write shows and stuff. So. It's such an, I mean, in, I think it generally when you, you look into yourself, mm-hmm. you look into your own experiences, you look into kind of mythological, like in culture, like whichever, whichever culture you're coming from is to kind of go back into that. And then you're looking for current events, past and present. Like where are, where are events that have happened in the world? And there's so many that there's so much history people have never been exposed to because there's a limited amount. A, there's a limited amount of space, and then there's a limited amount of people who've told those stories. So there's a great deal, I think, of research in it. Do you have any personal? Like is there anything Is there anything in your – because I know everybody thinks, well, I'm not very interesting and there's nothing very – but is there any? is there anything that – is there a is there a theme or a resonance in your own life that this is so funny because like I, I literally had this conversation with like Anna the other mm-hmm. day about like what we would write about and and you say that you know a lot of people don't think they're interesting I kind of think I am slightly interesting not go. in like there a, a pompous yeah. way but like <laughs> I'm an Indian boy who grew up in the South got into musical theater like that's not something you see every day right but I think the story that I would like to kind of dive into further. And this is something that I picked up from Disgrace as well is like this duality of identity of these like first generation, not immigrants, but the first generation who are from immigrant families. Because like for me, that's something that I've always wrestled with is that I sometimes don't feel Indian enough for like my Indian community. Sure. But I also don't feel like I'm American or, you know, you know, American enough to be in this society because I always miss references here and there because I didn't grow up watching all these movies. So there's there's this like weird, and there's, it's a quote from a book. I'm so bad with references today, but like it's like this Frankenstein sort of mentality of like I'm, I'm a pieces of things. Right. I'm not this holistic person. And so that's an interesting story that I want to tell. I think it's, an, I think it's fascinating. And I think it's universal. I think what people don't think is that there are very few people 
walking around in the world who think they're holistic. Yeah. They think that they're there, you know, that, oh, everybody gets me and everybody understands me and I'm so lucky to be me. I mean, no, it's, it's rare. And I think that the experiences of different people is just awesome. I mean, we learn and it's great and it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. Like you, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. it's universal. I I like the idea that everyone can relate to it. And so it brings these two different groups together through this universal idea that like, oh, we don't belong, but we belong in our belong in, in, in that feeling, feeling, you know, it's, it's getting back to feeling. And I think also that it's easier to kind of dissect that feeling and that energy when it's coming from a story that is different from yours. It looks different. It's different, different. I mean, I think so. science fiction is all about. I mean, science fiction is all about showing you something so different that you can kind of dive into it away and go, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's exciting. Well, we're going to have to work on something. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> now you got a week left of Atwater. Yes. How are you exhausted? Are you like, where are you in the kind of the process? Like, I am exhausted. exhausted. <laughs> I don't know if you come see the show. Yeah. The, 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 the person who opens all the doors and moves all the boxes and gets everything ready. That's me. That's me behind the stage. It's a great deal of responsibility. In that <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're ready. You're, you're kind of ready. I am. Yeah. I yeah. think it'll be a great sending off. I think with all the plays, it's like, you get in the middle and it's rough. You're kind of like, ah, I've had enough. And then it goes away and you go, oh, I wish oh, you could I bring wish that there back. Was one, I yeah. think rep is the, I wish we could do shows in rep because I just think it's the best. Yeah, It's like you do show maybe once, twice a year, you know, maybe once every five years. But yeah. just being able to bring it back and kind of how it grows. I love, I love rep. What else? Anything else? Oh. It's a bad question from the interviewer. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love this because it's like, I love all these because it's like, I, I get to know, I'm not going to say you think you know somebody, but you don't really explore questions, you know, that you want to, or that you kind of do. I think that's, you're always surprised. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I enjoy theater so much. It's like, yeah. you just learn so much about all varieties of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that lifelong learning. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a lifelong learner? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I always yeah. want to be learning something. I think people who like to educate are. Yeah. Because it's like you're almost kind of learning it again through the people who get it. It's back to that feeling. That's how know? I feel Leah, whenever I'm like doing my my acting coaching. It's like I, mm-hmm. I'm learning more about the things that I'm teaching. Like Because a lot of the times like what you do on stage is just kind of second nature. Like you don't right. take a second thought about like exactly what you're doing. But then you kind of dissect it and give it, give it to somebody else. And you're like, Oh wait, that, that is actually what I'm doing. So I can see it a lot better than this other person. Yeah. So, and Bogart has that amazing quote, do one, teach one, study one. And I just think that's the best ratio. Yeah. And I think that for, especially for an educator, cause I do think not everybody kind of gets that feeling from education, you know, or, or being an educator. And again, I have to, I have to preface that, but because education, a word just kind of makes me cringe. It, it's like, I love the word educate as to mean to bring out of, yeah. not to put into, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like lecturer. But I think for the, that's the perfect ratio for those folks. Cause then you never, you're always learning, you know, no matter what you're doing. What is the play that you would want to do? Like if I said tomorrow, I'm going to put you in this play, what would it be? 
I have a couple. The one that like I, I always default to is the seagull. Mm-hmm. By Chekhov, I did in uh, undergrad. Which in which which character? Constantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to revise that role or look back at that role and see if I can add new stuff to it. Another one that I've always been interested in trying is the humans. Oh right. Yeah yeah. 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 I have never seen the humans. Really? Never seen the humans. I saw it. In London, and it was, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was that's great. A flex. Oh, and another one, <laughs> yeah. the wild duck. I oh, right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back in a couple weeks at the new year to start up the Pure Theater podcast again. Till then, be sure to subscribe, like, or favorite whatever you do these days. And I hope you have a wonderful and happy holidays. <laughs>